Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You're listening to Geek This, the pop culture podcast with minimal nerd rage. This. My name is Dave Clements, and this is a podcast dedicated to geeking out about pop culture. Every Wednesday, I cover something in movies, TV, or comics, and this week, I'm going to be talking about Gotham by Gaslight. Gotham by Gaslight is the first Elseworld title released by DC, and it was released back in 1989 and was a one-shot written by Brian Augustine with Mike Mignola from Hellboy on art. And this episode, I'm not going to be talking about the book. I'm actually going to be talking about the recently released movie that came out back in January of this year, 2018. The movie was directed by Sam Liu, who was a storyboard artist for a long time and then got into directing and producing and more than just uh, the art aspect of it. The script was written by Jim Krieg, and Bruce Timm was the executive producer, and you'll know Bruce Timm from all of the animated series titles like Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Young Justice, lots of really, really great stuff. So before I get started, I want to throw out a disclaimer here and say that Gotham by Gaslight is not kid-friendly. There are other DC Universe films that are also not kid friendly. So please double check the ratings, make sure that it's suitable for the kid that you want to watch it with. If you're going to watch it with a kid, that is not up for me to judge. That is totally on you. Just wanted to let you know that this is actually rated R for violence, language, sexuality, and sensuality. The violence is, it's kind of rough for a animated movie. Just letting you know. Gotham by Gaslight takes place in a Victorian-era Gotham City. Uh, They're experiencing a boom in business, and the World's Fair is approaching. And like the Gotham that we all know very well from modern-day Batman stories, it's the dark parts that make the city what it is. And in this case, Jack the Ripper is running loose, killing women, And it's up to Batman to figure out who Jack the Ripper is and to stop him. Now, the Victorian era setting makes this a fun change of pace, which is one thing that I like about Elseworld and like Marvel what if stories. They can change things. They can they can put things in different time frames and, uh, you know, change the characters without changing the characters. It's fun to see how Bruce Wayne could have been Batman with limited technology. And there is a kind of a steampunk vibe to the movie. Um, You have Zeppelins and there's even a motorcycle in the movie, also the grappling gun. Uh, So there is a little bit of gadgetry. It's interesting. And I feel like this setting enables 
the character of Batman to be stripped down to what Bill Finger and Bob Kane originally created, which was a detective. And, you know, for me, that's really what makes Batman who he is. And, you know, when, when he's a detective, that's when he's really being Batman. And he's not just being some rich guy with a bunch of high-tech gadgets that get it, give him all the answers. In addition to really simplifying what makes Bruce and Batman who they are, it also reimagines some pretty iconic characters. Uh, you have Poison Ivy, Selina Kyle, Catwoman, um, Jim Gordon, Harvey Dent, and a few others. And I think it's clever. And, and that right there makes it worth the watch for me. Now, as far as how the movie adapts the story, I have to say, I think I like the movie better. I enjoyed the book, but part of it, it felt a little too weighed down with having to make the Victorian era feel real. And the movie doesn't have to do that, which, you know, when you have animation or even regular film, you don't really have to set the scene too much. You just, you open the scene, people see the setting, and that's typically enough. And so that's where the movie kind of gets bonus points. You don't have to write the dialogue in, you know, like regular handwriting font or make it look like torn paper, you know, for the captions. So that's where I feel like the movie gets some bonus points. And also, you might know this because, you know, it's been a couple months since the movie came out, so you may have probably already seen it, and hopefully you've read the book, but the endings are, are actually pretty different, and this is kind of a spoiler, non-spoiler, but the killer in one is not the killer in the other, which is actually really, really interesting. It was a nice little twist that really, really made me enjoy this. Now, I think I've talked a lot about this before. I can't really remember. I've done pushing 90 episodes. We're getting to 100, and I can't remember everything I've talked about. But I am a big voice acting nerd. I, I can't do voice acting myself that I know of. I could try. But I love I love learning who's doing what voices and trying to identify them when I'm watching movies. And I have to say that I really like the cast of Gotham by Gaslight. Um, growing up with Kevin Conroy, I was kind of worried when I saw that Bruce Greenwood was going to be doing the voice that maybe it would take away from the enjoyment that I have of hearing Kevin Conroy. And I, I really, really like Bruce Greenwood. And it wasn't until I watched the movie and then I go back and I'm trying to do a little bit of research that I realized that, oh, well, Bruce Greenwood has also done Batman before he played Batman in Young Justice and Under the Red Hood and I think a couple of other places. But it's been so long since I've seen either of those things that I, I really forgot how good he was. And he's not imitating Kevin Conroy at all. He's his own Batman, which I think is is phenomenal. I, I'm I don't know. I really like Bruce Greenwood and. If Kevin Conroy decided to quit playing that character, this guy could handle it. Absolutely. Um, also, the rest of the cast is, is pretty good, too. Um, notably, Jennifer uh, Carpenter as Selena Kyle. That was a, a good choice because 
you know, Catwoman is the sexy character. So she's typically played with kind of a more sultry kind of voice. But Jennifer Carpenter doesn't really have that. I mean, she has this tough girl kind of voice. That's the those are the characters she typically plays. I know her from the TV show Dexter. She was also on Limitless. She's been on a few other things, but she always plays a stronger female role. It's not a, how do you, how do you explain that? She doesn't play this damsel in distress. She, she's, she fights for herself. And I think that that was, that's what made her role, her casting as Selena, a good choice. I really, really did enjoy it. Um, even though Selena, even though, okay, she is a, a main character, but she is not a giant role in the movie. Also, it was really interesting to see Anthony Head, who you would know probably from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was Alfred, and I enjoyed that Alfred. Alfred is one of those voices that, that become very stereotype and very Jeevesy, for lack of a better term. And I really liked Anthony Head, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't hurt when the character's written well, which it was. Um, John DiMaggio, who is a legend in voice work, he, he played quite a few characters on the show Futurama. He, he's on The Simpsons. He's he's about everywhere that they need voice actors. And it was really cool because he played Harvey Bullock. And it's always a treat hearing John DiMaggio because he, he disguises himself pretty well and you really have to listen for it. So that was fun. And um, like I said, there's a lot of good talent in the movie. And I think sometimes voice acting is something that's overlooked. People think, oh, well, so-and-so is a celebrity, so they're automatically a good voice actor. And that's not really the case. Overall, I really enjoyed Gotham by Gaslight. And um, not that I've watched a lot of the other animated DC films in the past few years. I, I've talked about this. I have not been around DC a lot lately. I've got to say that this movie is probably one of my favorites that they've released. Uh, I, I've been a little leery. The Killing Joke came out and I didn't watch it. I heard some things about it and just never made my way around actually watching it. I heard that it wasn't very good, uh, which is disappointing, but I really did enjoy this one and I think people are pretty split. You either have people that, that didn't like it at all or really enjoyed it like I did. Uh, I haven't found too many people that have been somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun and I highly recommend that you go watch it if you're a fan of Batman. It, it's, it's just a different take on the character um, in a way. It's a different visual take. Um, it's a good mystery, whodunit kind of story and it's fun. I mean, about as much fun as you can have with Jack the Ripper, I guess. Uh, but that reveal at the end, oh, that is a doozy. So I am going to wrap up this episode, and I know that it is short, but I have not felt very good in the last few days. I've been really exhausted. I've been working a lot, and I didn't want to short you guys on an episode, and I hope that this wasn't a bad episode. It's just a miniature episode. It's shorter than what you're used to. Forgive me. I will I will be back on the ball next week with a full-size helping of the podcast. Um, until then, please go check out geekthispodcast.com. There are almost 90 other episodes you can listen to um, to kind of fill that hole in your heart 
whatever. Just go back and listen to old episodes. Maybe there's something that you don't remember me talking about, or maybe you miss hearing David, Adam, and Mike on the show. Absolutely go back and listen to those. So until next week, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you next week and um, keep on geeking out. All right. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.